We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke, the Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke, we're in a group chat together, LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. I was just about to drop him when I was going through the, the go-to goal scorers <laughs> list here. And, the uh, go-to think... goal scorers list. That's... <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Baby Basil. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. This is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. We're talking MLS once again with JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. Guys, we had a very exciting Wednesday, which at least, or exciting in terms of lots of 
high-scoring games and high-scoring fantasy points, although, as we were discussing a second ago, it was pretty chalky, actually. Um, one guy that I'll give you guys credit for that I uh, somehow left off of my rankings was C.J. Sapong. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, he'll certainly be there this week. But, uh, J.D., I, the quick question before we go into the games, how much emphasis do you put in your th- uh, thought process about these midweek games are, are you really hesitant about guys possibly sitting or do you think kind of the big guns are going to play um i think it obviously depends on the team it depends on their situation the standings there are a lot of rivalry games this weekend so uh in those matchups i think you can kind of count on the key players to play houston dallas on friday is one right off the bat um L.A., San Jose, D.C., Toronto. Um, Games like that are pretty big and meaningful, and I think if they were going to rest the players, they would have midweek. But, yeah, I think you treat it as you usually do uh, the last month or two in MLS, and you do have to look at who played recently, but I wouldn't base my lineup around one extreme or the other. Feel the same way, Skyler? Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to be... Watching the starting lineups, of course, as always. But like JD said, there's a lot of big rivalry matches going this weekend, so I expect all the stars to be out. And really, for me, the, the main thing I'm going to be taking away from midweek games are any suspensions that popped up, any uh, red cards and uh, potential injury concerns. I think uh, Breck Shea and Jovan Jones were both subbed out early, um, which I guess... Are they even playing this weekend? <laughs> they are not. <laughs> so, but similar situations. I mean, if there's anybody that may have been subbed out early or has a niggling injury that they picked up midweek, that's the that's what I'm going to take away from those midweek games. I had Jones in one of my Wednesday lineups and was complaining that he left early because I was going to lose the clean sheet, and then they gave up a goal about five seconds later. So. <laughs> Quite a, yeah. quite a goal from some someone I had never heard of. Kidding on the never heard of. with. Uh, yeah, we talk boy. about him all the time. That's right, our boy. He's he's now a superstar. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second. Uh, the We're going to kick off. There's only one Friday game, the nice uh, Texas Derby. Derby, if uh, you're talking about an English matchup. But we've got Houston at Dallas, who um, are coming off a tremendous rest of not having to play Wednesday, I suppose. But... Uh, they're two teams that can put a lot of points on the board, but haven't necessarily been doing it. Skyler, who are your top three players from this game? Top three being at Dallas, I'd say number one, probably Fabian Castillo. Uh, number two, maybe even Blas Perez. I, I know he's been uh, really just non-existent it seems like as of late on the fantasy front he hasn't been scoring goals but rivalry game like this I think there's going to be some goals so I'm, I'm going to target him and then uh, number three I like either Mario Diaz or Brad Davis in that spot so no Giles Barnes ah that, <laughs> that's a tough one. Giles Barnes is probably right up there. He might slide in at number two, number three. JD? Yeah, I think it's Castillo. I think it's Giles Barnes. And then I'm going to go with Brad Davis. Um, 
he he's a veteran player and he steps it up in big moments even though I haven't really I don't think I've used him a single time this season in daily fantasy um maybe on Mondo goal but I think I'm going to consider him this week um just he I think um you know rivalry game everything changes and the other consideration would be Mario Diaz but I don't I don't know. He's he's kind of on a. It doesn't feel like he's in a low point of the season lately. Hasn't been doing too much. Yeah, I feel like these rivalry games can are only can only be played two ways. They're either going to be really high scoring, or they're just going to be these brutal to watch zero zero slugfests. And I don't see either of these teams being able to not score. I don't see yeah. either of them being able to not let in a goal. Either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should I like note that the- Davis apparently has been dealing with a knee injury, but I. I believe he's considered probable to play. So, okay, yeah, I was just about to chime in. So I actually really like the the Davis play if he if he goes, just because he is about to leave for Gold Cup, and that's probably going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of players that we see. This will be their last game before they take off for Gold Cup for international duty. So, a lot of times it seems like players step it up a little bit. They want to go into to that camp on a good note and. uh if Davis goes, yeah, I definitely like him tomorrow night. Yeah, and one more thing about this game. Mauro Diaz just got a new long-term contract, I believe, today. So if you buy into that motivating him or making him not play as hard or one way or another, that fact is out there now. The anti-Lee win. He actually got his deal. <laughs> All right. For someone who hates on Lee win, you use him more than me and Skyler. I know. I think he's coming around. I was embarrassed, but yeah, maybe I, maybe I turned at the right time. We'll He's see. been locked in in Andrew's lineups for like three straight games. Yeah, I actually I forget Jovinko or Robbie Keane. I build my lineups around Lee Win now. <laughs> You're winning now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, next up, DC United at Toronto. Um, DC United rested or semi-rested Chris Rolfe and uh, Espindola on Wednesday, so I would expect them to be back starting this week. Um, Toronto, speaking of Jovinko, look absolutely unstoppable at home. Uh, Bradley looks like the player that everybody was kind of hoping he would be when he came back. Josie Altidore scored. Um, so I'm going to use the same question as the first game. I'll let JD go first. Who are your top three in this game? Well, let me rephrase. Who are your top three after Jovinko? <laughs> A Spindola, Bradley, Altidore. Um, I think Espindola, you know, he's he's just going to be able to take advantage of the Toronto defense. They they really didn't look that capable last night. Um, Piotti still had his moments. Um, they tried to clear that terrible ball that Ayongo just volleyed into the uh, the bottom corner there. So they just get sloppy, and Espindola is the perfect type of player to take advantage of sloppy defending um, mm-hmm. with his work rate and skill. So. He's going to be number one, but I love Michael Bradley lately. He's getting up the field so much, um, and which is not what we were seeing at the beginning of the season. So his quality is also certainly a value for 6,300. And then just because DC doesn't have anyone else I love enough to pick on the road, I'm going to go with Altidore. Okay. Skyler? Yeah, besides Giovinco, I'd go Espindola, number one. Uh, number two, probably Josie. I think he keeps. I think he's uh, 
you know, again, heading into Gold Gold Cup on a high and hoping to maybe put another ball in the back of the net or two. And then at number three, I actually like uh, Chris Kanopka, uh, Toronto FC goalkeeper. Uh, I feel like with a Spindola reason, he's number one. I'm probably for both JD and myself is just his, his pure ability to get points just through shots, through uh, crosses. I think he had nine crosses last game. So he's going to be active, and in turn, I think Kanopka is going to be uh, forced to make a few extra saves. So he piles up three or four saves and picks up a win, gets a clean sheet or a, or a one goal against. Then that's a pretty nice uh, fantasy haul there. So he'll probably be in, in a handful of my lineups. You're, you're forgetting one key fact. What's up? He has, he has to play Connor Doyle. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, I think Doyle should get some credit. And uh, maybe he's coming in closer to number five for me, but he, <laughs> he deserves a shout-out after that nice rip he had. My gosh, was now, that rip. Now, now, for as great as the goal was, and I love it extra because it was an outside-of-the-foot shot, which is what I primarily shoot with because I don't really know how to shoot the right way. <laughs> uh, I've, just, I've just always found it more effective to put the spin on it. But... Um, for all the credit we're giving Connor Doyle, how about the terrible goal call from, I guess, Chicago's announcers? That was one of the worst goal calls oh my, it was of all embarrassing. time. Just embarrassing. I missed it. I just saw the highlight, so I can't can't chime in on that one. I'll take your Oh, word my for it, God. It, it literally made me sick to my stomach that someone – it was worse than the, um, the MLS SAP announcers on Division. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun listen right there, actually. Always. Yeah, it is. This one was just painful. It made me cringe. Yeah, uh, back to a spindle looking here. 19 crosses in the two games before Wednesday. Looks like DraftKings finally got their June game logs in, but are still ignoring the Wednesday slate. But that's a lot of crosses. <laughs> yeah. 19 in two games. That's a lot of crosses. Yeah, he's... Up there, I mean, he's no Giovinco, but when he's on the field, he, his fantasy presence is is up there. I mean, he's pushing close to 20 points a game mm-hmm. every time he takes the field. And, and I don't even think as he he didn't score last time out. So No. You see, yeah, it's been two games since he's – three games since he's scored. So I'm looking at his log here too. He's got 15, 21, and 20. It's pretty solid. I mean, yeah, he's got a couple of assists mixed in there, but no goals. So you imagine he gets a goal on that, and he's hitting Giovinco's status. Yeah, I think he's also like the 12th highest priced forward this week. Wow. Which is, he's 200 bucks more than Juan Agudelo. Pretty sure you're not taking Agudelo over him. There's a crazy amount of good forwards this week. Well, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of the... Uh, you know, the lesser guys are stepping up, like Sapong, right. obviously. Kyle Laren played pretty well, though I think his price is going to creep up, although I guess he's off this weekend. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, there are a lot of them. Connor Doyle, 4,000. <laughs> 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 he might sneak on a roster, who knows. Um, next up, Vancouver at New England. Speaking of Lee Wynn... Um, We'll note that Kendall Waston is out for, I believe it's yellow card accumulation, which is... Not a surprise. Yep. <laughs> so I'm, I just don't know what to read or how to read this New England team. I feel like they're so up and down. You, you get results. You know, they looked 
like they were going to, you know, the, the win goal at Columbus was rather quick, so you don't necessarily want to put too much into it when there's plenty of time to, to re- respond, especially with the way Kai Kamara is playing. But um, what team do you think shows up this week, this weekend, Skyler? I think it'll be a, a good bounce back game from the revs. So probably going to be looking at uh, Charlie Davies and definitely uh, Lee Wynn. Um, Chris Tierney for me, uh, I really am not a huge fan of the defender slate this weekend. So I think Tierney's probably going to be in, in the majority of my lineups. And uh, yeah, I actually, I think the revs will be fine this weekend. So I'll probably have, Probably sprinkle them in here and there. Hmm. I don't think I'm going to be on Tierney this week. Cause just strategically, I'm looking at, get, at getting three forwards, all uh, fairly high-priced. And I don't think that uh, it's necessarily a great matchup against Vancouver. Vancouver's another team, though, um, like Andrew was kind of saying about New England. Vancouver's really up and down on a game-to-game basis. And you, I don't think it's easy to predict what they're going to do particularly on the road in New England. Um, that said, New England's been playing a lot lately. They had Sunday, Wednesday. Um, now they're going to play Saturday again. So I, this game doesn't excite me too much for fantasy options, to be quite honest. At all? I mean, there's players that always are going to intrigue me, like Rivero, like Pedro Morales, Lee Wynn, but it's... It just feels like I'd rather go with players in other games that I can kind of pinpoint a little bit better than than these guys. Pedro Morales has been super disappointing overall this year. Yeah, yeah, he has been. That's a good point. All right. Uh, We can then easily move right along to Colorado at Sporting KC. I feel like this is where your defensive options can fit in. Tim Malia, we noted, I think it was last weekend, although, yeah, last weekend was like the eighth or ninth highest priced uh, goalkeeper. And this week he is top of the charts <laughs> for the Friday, Saturday game, 5,700 bucks. Um, it's, it seems like this is the most lopsided matchup of the weekend. Um, so does that mean you're going to just go stacking with the sporting defenders, JD? Is this where you're going to get them? Well, they're also expensive, and I'm trying to look for cheap defenders. But yeah, if I'm, I'm probably going to make some lineups that are banking on the clean sheet. So Kansas City's my top, my top choice this weekend. Um, if if De Jong finally gets another start, he is in at four thousand dollars in almost every single one of my lineups. Um, I didn't realize that Tim Malia was fifty seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's he's, he's the top priced goalkeeper this week the keeper pricing is really confusing to me it looks like they roll the dice every week because nick Ramondo just last night was four thousand which was a steal and now he's 5500 against a much better columbus team or more dangerous to score yeah so i don't know how to explain it um it it's really tough for me to pay 5700 dollars for a keeper though yeah, it looks like to me they're putting a lot of emphasis on the home goalkeepers, which I agree right. with to a certain extent, but MLS is just so unpredictable that it's it's really hard to uh, say that just because a goalkeeper is playing at home, he should be priced more than, you know, say a, a Nick Romando on the road who's still a great option. He's just right. a solid all-around goalkeeper. So 
Yes. Now, six of the top seven goalies are are at home. Yeah, I will say that if you if you really want to buy into the home field advantage in MLS, there's a few places that it's it's pretty true, and Kansas City is probably the top of that list. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Looking back at the, it seems like Brian Sylvester, who made plenty of people a lot of money yesterday, um, seems like a decent one at forty four hundred playing home against Montreal. But I agree. Piotti is not as good on the road. He was just on the road already. Um, none of their other players are extremely dangerous, so that's a good call. Yeah. Um, so next up, we've got Columbus at RSL. Uh, Salt Lake, I don't, did you guys watch the uh, Red Bulls RSL game at all yesterday? Unfortunately, I didn't get to catch much of it. I yeah. I had it on. I actually went to put it on my phone and then realized I'm in an area that is blocked out So because we haven't... I can actually watch it on television easily. So <laughs> uh, I turned it on, and the it should have been at least 6 nothing, if not 7 nothing, if not for how good Nick Raimondo was. That um, as soon as RSL went down to 9 men, uh, you know, that's what happens when you get down to 9. The, the, the shots are just peppered. And I had Felipe and a few lineups, and multiple times, uh, you know, there were great scoring chances, and Romando was just in front of everybody. It was a, a great performance. So clearly the DraftKings people were looking at that performance, which is why they bumped him up this week. But um, I'm not sure how many saves he ended up having. I jokingly tweeted that I unofficially counted 347. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Columbus looked really good. And with uh, RSL now, Saborio is out. Morales and DeMar Phillips are out um, from the red cards. Does it seem like you could take Steve Clark and the, the Columbus defensive options here too, J.D.? Yes, Steve Clark is one of my favorite goalkeeping options for the slate. I've already built two lineups just to you know get him in and kind of get ready to talk about it on this podcast. He was my <laughs> keeper. Um, Waylon Francis is a defender I put into one of my lineups. So I like Columbus a lot this week. I don't think RSL, you can't really write them off. They have a lot of uh, players that are ready to step in and, and still be capable. Um, meanwhile, there's some teams in the MLS that if they were missing that, that many of their best players, you, you would definitely downgrade, perhaps like a Seattle against Philadelphia. Um, but I do really like Columbus even though they're on the road. Scott, do you feel the same way? I do. I'd probably um, lean a little bit more towards Salt Lake at home. I'd say, I'd, you know, I might pay up another 2000 or so for Raimondo. But uh, Steve Clark is very, very nice price at 3400 So if you're trying to uh, make some room for some of the big guys, then, you know, he's very reasonably priced and, I think as far as any Salt Lake options go, then yeah, Javier Morales is a huge blow to their attack. With Saborio out, you got to believe that uh, Plata is going to be carrying the majority of the attacking load. So at 5,000, uh, he was not great last night as far as fantasy goes, but he's going to be in my lineups this weekend. I think he's going to be all over the place. He's probably going to be Salt Lake's go-to guy. So I think they're probably going to have to 
count on him, probably Sebastian Jaime and uh, uh, is Sandoval still in, yep. in the mix? Yep. Does so. it matter? <laughs> uh, he's been decent as of late, but um, I'm probably not going to go with anybody other than, than Plot to myself, honestly, from Salt Lake. And then I'll have some lineups with uh, Kai Kamara and probably some Steve Clark. I was going to say that we have talked quite a bit about how good the Columbus attack is, but we don't really ever jump on at least Finley or Miram. I mean, we kind of throw their names out, but, and Iguain was back to his disappointing self. So we all obviously really like Kamara, but, uh, GD, do you prefer, like, how do you decide if, if you were possibly playing Finley or Miram, which one to go with? The only way they really get into my lineup, unless I'm just, you know, multi-entering and I want to make a stack and that just happens to be what I'm looking at. The one time that I really target them is when I see both lineups before I build my my roster and I can see what fullback they're going to go against. And you have to you have to kind of get a sense and this is through watching um just what fullbacks are weak in MLS, and um, like I think when they played, when Finlay played Fabinho the other week, I targeted him heavily, um, even though he had a broken toe. So yeah, if they're playing a weak fullback, then that's when I when I pick between the two really, and uh, add them to my lineups. But if not, there's just uh, midfielders that are more involved that I prefer. I mean, Michael Bradley, Diego Valeri, Piotti. Maidana, they're all cheaper than Miriam and Finley. Yeah. Skyler, do you do you ever think of putting those guys in? Yeah, I think so. I think with like with what JD JD was saying, you kind of got to look at the matchups. And for me, Miriam's more of a goal scoring type midfield play. So if I feel like there's a, a really vulnerable um, defense that's just leaking goals at the moment when he's facing them, then I might. Uh, roll the dice on Miriam. And then Finley, uh, if, if you've got a good matchup on the wing that you feel like he can exploit, that's his, you know, that's his, uh, where he can contribute the most is his crossing ability and assists. I think he might be leading the league in assists. So really it's, it's matchup base. And um, without watching MLS, you're not really going to be as tuned in to, to where these guys might match up better. So again, I think, Going back to just, I think, watching games as much as you can, just trying to take in as much action as you can really goes a long way when you're playing MLS Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- moving forward, maybe we'll try and discuss the matchups they're going to have more often. And uh, at RSL this week, I think they don't really have an exploitable matchup on the wing. In general, they have an exploitable defense to beat, but their fullbacks are solid. Maybe we see Jordan Allen get back in the starting eleven. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think you guys are just jumping the gun. He's not a starting eleven player, really. Mm. I mean, he's he's probably more of a sub for now until a couple more people get hurt. But it would be great to be able to use him. I agree. Yeah, he came on right after they went down to nine, and you know, obviously, when you're twenty and coming off the bench, you have more energy than everybody else. But it was right. kind of it was a clear, uh, you know, defense for offense, and yet he provided more. I don't know if he came on for Sandoval or Plata, maybe. But yeah. he looked like the most exciting player on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually banking on him starting this weekend. I think with a two game 
week for Salt Lake and with the Morales suspension, with the DeMar Phillips suspension, I think he's going to find a spot in the starting lineup. Starting lineup. You could be definitely be right. The one, one more thing I'll say about this game, I'm I'm not as high on Plata as uh, Skyler is because. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> I love I love him. I love him, but he's he's not getting service from Javier Morales, and he's not the type of player that um, kind of does it all himself. You need to have the ball played into him for him to beat someone with speed. And uh, although Beckerman plays a nice long ball. Uh, it's just not not all there as much as I'd like it to be. He's back as well. Beckerman was out for that Wednesday game. so. Yep. All right. That's enough for Columbus RSL. Next up, L.A. at San Jose. Galaxy have 10 goals in their last two games, which is pretty impressive by any standpoint. Uh, Skylar, does San Jose have any chance of winning this game? Sure. Yeah, it's a, a California Classico, so... They'll be up for it. I think Wando's going to be in form. So he's, again, he's about to head off for the Gold Cup. And I like his chances to score. I know LA's been solid lately, but I really like him. I actually like uh, Shea Salinas a lot. He's been excellent for fantasy purposes, kind of flying under the radar, but he's his crossing numbers have been phenomenal lately. Um, so, yeah, those two guys I'll probably look at for the, the late game. And... On the L.A. side, I, Robbie Keane is, is coming back around to the Keno we know. And then Sebastian Letjet won. You know, I think he was in most of the top lineups last night on DraftKings. So he's kind of quietly been showing off, too, that he's I think he's had four goals in four games, maybe counting U.S. Open Cup. So some solid numbers there, and he's super cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you where Shea Salinas hasn't been flying under the radar to uh, Rotowire Raiders. <laughs> That's right. Certain somebody was over. was on Salinas weeks ago, but um, I don't know. I don't think San Jose has too much of a chance, but you're right. It's the Classico. They are at home, and it's an Allen Gordon revenge game. So if you don't like the dozen and a half uh, great forward options. You can always go and, for whatever reason, play Alan Gordon, former Bash brother. Revenge game. I love the revenge games. Yeah, it do- it doesn't really affect how I play people in fantasy, but it's fun to bring up. <laughs> uh, then, so we. Wando Wando's going to score though. For whatever reason, I he's just the type of player that's going to score in this game when okay. you when you it. when you count him out. So I noticed that, so the last two weeks we've seen Zardis have a big game, and then we saw Keen have a big game. You guys are obviously both on Keen. I'm looking at your rankings here. You both have Keen second. JD, you have Zardis 14th out of 16, and Skyler, you have him 15th out of 16. How much of that is price-based, uh, meaning if he wasn't, you know, 8500 bucks on DraftKings, which I think is almost... A th- might be a full thousand cheaper than he was on, on the Wednesday slate. Remember him being, I think he was ninety five hundred. Uh huh. I mean that's a pretty big drop. So if he was, at what price would you prefer him over Keen? Like two thousand. Um, six thousand would be pushing it. So yeah. I mean, I look at Robbie Keen and I'm thinking, 
pretty much guaranteed performance. Giussi Zardes is a, maybe like a, a player you'd look at in the flex spot. Um, I was high on Zardes a couple weeks ago as a differential just because I thought it was so exploitable. It was so predictable. Everybody was going to be on Keane, and it was just a it was a good value to put in there and try and win a tournament. But Robbie Keane's the much better player. He he looks back in form already. Um, he's easily a top three MLS player in my opinion. So yeah, Zardes is on the same the same wavelength. And so many people from the galaxy are getting involved that it's hard to count on Zardes over um, many of the other options. Yep. Yeah, I think when you're looking at uh, taking two forwards and you've got a flex spot that you could put a third forward in, for me I'm always targeting basically a team's go-to forward or, or the guy that you're expecting to get the goals. And Zardes is playing second field with Keane anytime they're both on the field together, but he's still priced up there with some of the, the first, you know, the lead goal scorers for some of these other teams. I think he's actually higher than a Spindola. He's higher than, uh, let's see. Sapong. Yeah, he's higher than Sapong. Well, I would, I would take him over Sapong on most weeks. Yeah. Um, but even, like, a Josie Altador, I mean, he's... Yeah, Giovinco's the the guy there, but Altidore's still the big target forward that they're looking to score goals. So when I'm looking at at it that way, then I generally pass right by Zardes and and will take some of the you know the Kai Kamara for four hundred dollars more, um, Giles Barnes even two hundred dollars more. So that's kind of my take on it. I just, yeah, Keane's the guy in L.A., so that he's he's always going to be my number one target unless, like J.D. says, you just have a, a gut feel to, to maybe make a differential play and see if it works out. Mm-hmm. I uh, One more note. Zardis is kind of a player they use. They use his speed to kind of open up the defense, but they don't use it to to really be the key threat. So he's kind of like a... It's nice to have him, but I wouldn't say he's a great guy to lean on for fantasy. He's almost more useful in real life, just using his speed to kind of draw some players out from the middle of the field, uh, things like that. Yeah, I was thinking when I was looking at the stat line this morning that you made the point on Tuesday in the last podcast that Zardis is the kind of player who can put up a huge number and he can go silent. And Wednesday we saw what happens when he goes silent, so... You know, you don't get that. You don't get those huge swings with with Keen, right? Which is and why you end up having to pay more for him. <laughs> and speaking of going silent, uh, Skyler has had multiple opportunities to mention Will Bruin in this <laughs> podcast, and I haven't heard a word. I was just about to drop him when I was going through the the go to goal scorers <laughs> list here, and the uh, go to goal scorers list. That's, <laughs> what a joke! Is he not the leading goal scorer for Houston, or is that uh, Barnes this year? I think it actually is Bruin this it's year. It's Bruin, but I don't care. Playing in a, <laughs> playing in a big uh, Texas Derby. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Lorenowitz is the leading goal scorer for Chicago, and I'm not dubbing him the go-to goal scorer. <laughs> That's true. All right, well, we'll see. I'd like to see Bruin in one of them, in one lineup. Uh, the, that is the Friday-Saturday slate, so Sunday we've got 
uh, one very established rivalry and another that is being forced down our throats. We'll start with the first one, New York Red Bulls at New York City FC. J.D., I believe you're going to be in attendance. I believe you're going to be in attendance as well. I am. Uh, I'm going to be going, sitting in the supporters section with our Premier League podcast uh, counterpart, Mike Gottlieb, which I've never stood for an entire soccer game before, so we'll see how that, how that works. <laughs> but um, the Red Bulls, we kind of talked about them earlier, we're playing 11 on 9. Uh, against RSL on Wednesday. Bradley Wright Phillips played, I'm not even sure he made it to 60 minutes. Um, but, you know, they were clearly saving him for, for this match. Uh, Sasha Kleshton is back. Lloyd Sam is supposed to be back. Does New York City FC have any chance at a shutout, Skyler? Probably not. I think, uh, I think there's going to be and this one, you guys are in for a fun match. I'm actually a little envious, jealous, whatever. I was looking for my invite, but I guess uh trip from Birmingham up to New York is, is a little far for <laughs> a quick turnaround like that. But, um, no, it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I'm looking at Bradley Wright Phillips to probably get back on the score sheet. And if Lloyd Sam's back, he's going to be a threat too. So, um I'm going to have some fantasy exposure for sure for the uh, Sunday slate to this game. JD, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm excited. I think I'm the main debate, I think, is obviously David Villa versus Bradley Wright Phillips. Who do you take? Mm-hmm. And I, it just really feels like David V is going to score in this one. It feels like he's... He's going to want to do it in the Yankee Stadium crowd against the Crosstown Rivals. Uh, things are just heating up for NYCFC. They're more exciting. Um, and I, li- I like Via a considerable amount more than Bradley Wright Phillips this weekend. But obviously I'm probably going to try and squeeze both of them into my lineups. I think NYCFC probably do have a, a slight chance at a shutout, to be honest. The, the benefit of this slate, um, which is just a two-game slate with this one and then Seattle at Portland, is that without Dempsey and Martins, there aren't uh, Wright Phillips and Villa are pretty much the only upper-tier forwards. So it's not crazy to think that you would have them both because there aren't really any other top-tier options, right? Yeah, ranking the players was really difficult this week. You only had us do five from each position, <laughs> And I was I was really scratching my head once I got down to about the fifth one for for forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what the player pricing comes in at. Um, we're recording this on a Thursday night, so we haven't seen the Sunday slate. But I imagine both those guys are going to be. I mean, they could be cut cost style pricing, like hitting twelve thousand just mm-hmm. to try to veer away from taking both of them, but. I'm gonna find a way to. to put both those guys in, <laughs> I was about um, to say the price. They could both be fifteen thousand. I think they would both be in my lineup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they're definitely not any higher upside players on those two, right? Uh, yeah, not really. Maybe Adi. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like Adi is the higher price to of you know him and Arudi, and he's not starting, so. You know, you can get your third for- starting forward in there without having to pay too much. Yep. So 
the question that I ask almost every week, who else from New York City FC do you like? I mean, if I, well, let me, let me take that question off the table. Uh, The Seattle Portland match with the way that Seattle is right now, no Dempsey, no Martins. Barrett is now doubtful. It sounded like he was possibly going to play Wednesday, then didn't even travel. And now he's even more iffy. Ozzy Alonso's doubtful. Uh, Evans might be coming back. So I feel like this is the classic game where they can just, you know, do the classic park the bus and try to get out with one point, which, you know, leaves it as one of these rivalry games where they're just slugging it out for 90 minutes and nobody scores, which means you have to find your your goals in that first match. So do you make a run at somebody like Discarood or Jacobson or McNamara? (laughs) I mean, where do you get your goals this week? Why are you laughing at Tommy McNamara? (laughs) 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 What an insult. And also uh, Poku, I think. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at at these midfielders for NYCFC and for the Red Bulls. And, um, I mean, it's kind of a shot in the dark. I think you have to look at the lineups, though, and see who's playing in an advanced role. If that's McNamara, then I would feel really good about getting him in there. Um but I, I don't necessarily think that Seattle parking the bus is anything to be scared of if you want to load up on Portland. They don't really, they're not that capable of parking the bus, I don't think. <laughs> That's fair. With, with their current personnel. So who do you target from Portland? Valeri. I target whoever's their forward, whoever's on the wing, if it's Rodney Wallace, if it's Gaston Fernandez. Um, I... Pretty much anybody in the attack, and also Alvis Powell, even though Robbie Keane made him look like a child yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, Portland, it's, it's pretty much everybody starting is in consideration for me, except Diego Chara, who is an extremely defensive midfielder who gets made fun of by his own teammates for never scoring. So, Skylar, is there anybody in a Seattle shirt that you would consider? I mean, is Papa enough that I mean he was all over the field um, as basically the only buddy, the only player trying to do anything against Philly. But he's, yeah, you know, they he, they didn't break through. He still had a decent. I didn't have him on any rosters, but I, he put up a decent number for not scoring. Yeah, I think he was close to ten. Yeah, um, he's probably going to hit close to that again on Sunday. So with only two games, he's probably up there with Valeria as one of my top midfield options. Um, may or may not roll the dice on the Martin Eagle. I just, with Seattle so shorthanded up top, he's kind of just the default striker, which, you know, we've seen what he can do when he's, when he turns it on, but I just, I don't, I'm not feeling it this game. So probably going to stay away from the Sounders. I do like, uh, I actually like ID a little bit more than I normally do. I think he's going to have an uptick in playing time this weekend since Arudi got the majority of it on Wednesday night. So I'm also looking at Rodney Wallace. I know he's been a little quiet fantasy-wise, but I think if Portland goes off, then he's going to be involved. No Darlington Nagby love from either of you? <laughs> uh, this game, yeah, maybe. I If they don't have Ozzy Alonso and they're just going to get ran over by Portland, which is... Really, what I honestly what I think is going to happen. Um, so he's he might get in some of my lineups. Yeah, 
Yeah, I take that back on my end too. He actually has been in a good bit of my Mondego lineups just because he he's consistent on their scoring platform. And who knows, maybe he turns it on um, on the DraftKings side of things this weekend. So, yeah, he's he's worth consideration for sure. Okay. Well, that's the full MLS slate. Skylar, do you have any uh, Women's World Cup picks that you want to give us? <laughs> I have not had too much time to look at Women's World Cup, but I am. I have maxed out my 10 Mondo Goal Summer Showdown entries. So... <laughs> I've won uh, my fair share of tickets, so that's probably why I've just I've kind of taken a step back and gonna wait until Fourth of July weekend next weekend to uh, to churn up the Women's World Cup again. He's uh, he's gonna be playing against himself for the prize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now there's a there's a handful of of some of the big hitters out there that have ten entries too. So <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I'll see you there. You get with, my, with my no, my one entry is all I need. Oh, one. There you go. <laughs> hey, we didn't talk about Benny Failhaber, and I'm kind of curious if you guys are going to consider him in ninety two hundred dollars. Uh, it he's feels like most... a prohibitive price to get a third forward in. I, I after seeing what happened Wednesday, it seems like the key is to do all you can to get Kamara, Keen, and Jovinko. And so that's what you're going to roll with automatically is those three forwards? I think I'll try to – I think every lineup I build from now on will be putting them in <laughs> and seeing if I can legitimately play the, play it out. And if I can't, then you start looking at guys like Fellhaber. But I just feel like there's – you kind of mentioned it before that the value of those guys in the six to 7,000 range like Valeri and Maidana and there was somebody else that I really liked that you had mentioned. Piotti. Yep. Bradley. Um, yep, Piotti and Bradley. That like paying three thousand more for Fellhaber that essentially takes me out of the running for Keen. You probably yeah, well yeah, for you know, not being able to even consider those three. Um you know, makes it a little tougher on my part. Yeah. I one hundred percent agree with you, but he is playing at home to Colorado, yep. which is what makes it interesting. Give Zeusy a bump up too on that aspect. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But Amos. I'm with Andrew too. I mean, it's I was kicking myself last night when I was looking at my lineup, seeing that I paid up for Iguain in the midfield when I could have shelled out a little bit more to stick Keenan at that flex spot, and that was probably in the end what ended up costing me, you know, top ten finish in some of the big tournaments. So I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards that strategy that Andrew just threw out there. Yeah, I guess I just don't see the three thousand dollar difference between Zuzi or whatever it is twenty five hundred to to Failhaber. I mean, he's literally the, oh, actually, he's longer than that. He's the top priced midfielder on that Friday Saturday slate, which you know he's obviously producing, but I'm not sure, and I don't see enough upside there, which means he'll have a hat trick this week. I completely agree. I think the first the first midfielder you consider at the price is Lee Wynn at eight thousand. All the ones above him are a bad value. Yep. Maybe not Brad Davis, but that's, that's Davis kind of a either. shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. I you're mean, kind of expecting a shootout in that one. You're really going out on a limb, because when have you ever trusted Brad Davis this season before? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and also, listeners, let me know if I should be rooting for NYCFC or the Red Bulls, because I'm I'm kind of impartial. I don't know. 
but you know where I stand. <laughs> yeah, I kind of literally like standing actually. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know where everyone... I stand. Where do you stand? Atlanta United FC, well, baby. <laughs> I mean, in New York. <laughs> I know, you? I know. I just gotta throw that out with the new name. <laughs> did you shout out to the new name? Did you guys happen to be following the future MLS franchises hashtag that started up again today after that was announced? There were no, just some wonderful um, parody names. My favorite one was Borussia Portland. <laughs> Interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. I was I read the MLS article about this name, and the whatever genius from Atlanta, um, their president or whoever was in this name deciding process, he was like, "Yeah, we really really listened to the fans, and there was a consistent theme of Atlanta, ATL." United and football club. <laughs> and I thought, no way. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. That's your in-depth insight. That's what the whole article is about. I at least like how Orlando went with soccer club, recognizing what country they're. Yeah, I agree. I don't mind either way, but it also annoys me that the two latest expansion teams are both going to be United. Because DC was the only one, and now we're just going to be flooded with them. Yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> I understand Minnesota because that's kind of what they were, but they're going to have the best logo in Major League Soccer when they come. I don't think they're going to use it because you have to pass all the rights over to MLS. That's why the Cosmos never wanted to to really be in MLS. Yeah, it was under my impression that they agreed to do it because oh I, maybe you're I right. I think the club owned it and not um, were they Nassau or. US yeah. Pro, okay. Yeah. yeah, you could be I right. I think then. that's possible. I do love their logo and their jerseys. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. All right. On that uh, Nassau note, we'll uh, sign off for this week. <laughs> Guys, enjoy the week. JD, I will uh, hopefully I'll see you see on you. Sunday. I'll see you there. All right. Good luck, guys. Yep. Good luck. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.